0: Hey guys, and welcome back to Hot Messy Podcast. We are your hosts, Jason Barrett. And Adam Newell. Guys, we have such a holiday treat for you. And by the way, happy holidays. We have one of our favorite friends, content creators, collaborators, and you guys are going to flip your
1: shit. Wait, is it my turn? Yeah. Oh, okay. Guys, it's Kempire from Kempire Radio. Kempire on YouTube. Kempire, anywhere you get your Kempire. And I have to say really quick... Before we bring him on, you know, what's so funny is like you meet so many people in this industry um, when you start podcasting, YouTubing, all of the things and you don't really get to know them until you meet them in person. Like you think that, you know, right. And you kind of form an opinion or an idea or whatever the case was. But Kempire and I met about a year ago, maybe even more on YouTube. And then we met at BravoCon and we had the best time. (laughs) So now it's only fitting that before we end off, cap off our year for 2022, we go into 2023 with some of our most favorite people um, we had Emily D Baker. We had Ryan Bailey. We have Campire coming on. We have a few other people joining us as well. But as of right now, let's focus on the K to the E to the M to the P to the IRE Campire. God, Campire is was like an intro. I know he's like fuck off.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and just bring him up or bring him on because I feel like you'll just keep going if I don't. Yeah. So, here we go, guys. Here's Kempire. Kempire, hey.
1: welcome to the show. Oh, was that not an entrance? I feel like I did good. That was that was great.
2: That was interesting.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Kempire is about to go on a trip, you guys. And we're not we're not disclosing where, but tis the season. He is going to go on a trip and he's gonna find. The person that is meant to be in his life, even though the psychic told him that this is not the time. <laughs> I, I feel think like that you this did this to him last time.
0: year too. If I'm not did. mistaken. Well, I last year like, I was You're wrong. Going this...
1: trip? <laughs> no, I know. But last year I was wrong. This year I'm not. This year is like I'm very optimistic. I'm glad what you are. are. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm not. <laughs> Maybe you'll be like. Um, you might be like one of those modern day like people who marry into, like, the institution of, like, the um, royal family or something. Hmm. I've been watching a lot of... A prince. Yeah, Harry and Meghan. I've been watching the whole documentary on uh, Netflix, so yeah. I'm into it. Maybe you might marry into the institution.
2: Well, based on where I'm going, it's very possible. They have their, oh, own, they have their own monarchy as well. Or
1: a peasant. <laughs>
0: I feel like somebody. Because it's, I know it's an undisclosed location, and Adam's really bad at keeping a secret, so I don't want to expose no, I kept anything. It. But I, I really feel like there are hotter royal families. You know what I mean? Have you seen the Swedish royal family or mm. the Spanish royal family? Oh
1: yeah, they're really hot. Or, or the border. cartel, the cartels. Yeah. I mean, it's a different different kind of institution. <laughs>
0: Definitely a different kind of institution. I'm
1: saying you get the families; they're behind something like big and organized. And I don't want to marry
0: into a cartel. Okay. Did you just compare the cartel to the royal family? That was really funny.
1: I did not. I said that sometimes you have organized crime or family or institutions, and they might some might be hotter than the others in the cartel family. Anyways, take it away.
0: God, we could just talk about that for like the next. 30 minutes, really. That's not <laughs> but the point. Yeah. We wanted to welcome you to the show just because, you know, Adam started off by saying, you know, you meet people on YouTube, you meet people online, you work with people, you collaborate with people, but you really never know someone until you meet them. And this past year at BravoCon, you were the very first person I saw and we had never met in, in person. And we've met some people that we've worked with and it's sometimes it's disappointing. Oh.
1: <laughs> no, it's when, not. <laughs> That's such no, sometimes a shitty it way to you
0: right? it. No, what but... It? No, listen, listen. Okay, okay. When I met Kempire, it was like a full-on embrace, great energy, and it's just you are the same person in real life as you are on YouTube, on your podcast. Like, And I think that's what makes your show so special.
2: Thank you. I can say yeah. the same for both of you. I, well, I was I, happy when I saw... So, well, I saw Jason first, and then Jason... Then I saw Adam later.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... I gotta, honestly, like, I woke up and I received a text message from Jason saying, look who I bumped into. And it was you and him. And I was like, how in the hell? And in, like, in the entire Javits Center, do you just run into Campfire out of all people? Because, like, obviously, you know, the place was massive. But with that, I did want to ask, you were exactly who we thought that you would be in person. Like, you doubled <laughs> down on, like, who you are on, on screen in person all of it were we any different to you
2: no no no. yeah no i I feel like you guys were exactly who we've come to know you know what i mean so that that is actually an interesting question because i never really thought about it because maybe because you guys have been who you are even emily d baker the same yeah (laughs) bigger in life you know what i mean just the personality just bigger in 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 front of you but I, i have to say everyone was consistent and you're right. The place was huge and there were plenty of people that I've known for a while or have collaborated with before that were actually at um BravoCon that I never even saw and they were there and I'm like, "Oh."
0: Yeah. I you know it's crazy. It's crazy too. I I, I don't want to keep this on BravoCon because I have so many questions for you. I know Adam has so many questions for you cuz yeah. we really want to get get to know you. But did you have a moment of disappointment when you met let's say any of the bravo leberties
2: at bravo oh my
1: god this is a good question
2: that is it's... a good question and to be honest with you luckily i really did not interact with a lot of the bravo leberties until like the third day when i was running backstage with adam and adam's a good buffer
1: so <laughs> i was about to say because sometimes we found you like you were like I'm gonna opt out of this one. yeah. Hey, yeah. I opted, I opted out of a few., podcast,
2: so let's just say who who it was. It was the Dubai ladies,
1: yeah. there were <laughs> there were some moments where where Kmpi would definitely opt out of the conversation. But I was just so naive, too. I'm like running around and I'm enjoying the open bar of it all and like the food and like just meeting people and having fun. I mean, that's what BravoCon is, right? Like, we yeah. were just having fun and introducing ourselves. And I'm like, Kempire, you have to meet... And he's like, uh-uh. uh-uh. Not that one. Not, Not that, that one.
0: one. Well, I, don't, I don't blame he's you. He's like, I didn't, back up, go bitch. Up I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't sign up for you.
2: I want to make it very clear. Because I think some people think when we when say something like that, that I'm scared of them. Or I want to, you know kind of backtrack on what I said no I said what I said and I meant it and I really should put that on a t-shirt for the, for the next BravoCon. but I also don't want to interact too much with some of these housewives because I do feel like on some level it's going to affect how I review them especially if I end up loving them <laughs> in person but yeah. which, which is good too because there were a few ladies that we met backstage like Sheree um Brandy Glanville that yeah I was like, oh they're actually lovely
1: yeah and crazy you know, i have to give a story really quick because we walked up to and she's always been so kind to me um she told me after i did the Fallon interview she's like why and her name is drew Sidor from the real housewives of atlanta and she walked up and she caught me the first time that we met in person was with Kimpyre there and oh. she was like adam and do you remember and she said yeah. hi and then she looked at you and she said i know you and then she's like please be nice like please don't say anything too much about me. Please don't say anything too bad. And you're like, what did you say? It was like something to the effect of, I can't promise you anything or no promises. No, promises. <laughs> no yeah. promises. Yeah. And I was like, and she was like, Oh, the shade. The sh-. And I was like, I
0: mean, oh, though, do you ever find shit. yourself like you're reviewing the show, right? That doesn't necessarily mean that we're getting the full authentic self of that person on the show due to editing and production and stuff. Now there are things that they have to be responsible for that you Really, like, you can't edit some yeah. people's, like, actions, you know? Yeah. So I, I feel like that's fair. Like, sometimes we're recapping or re- reviewing the show and not necessarily, like, you're a bad person,
2: you know? And I don't think I've ever said that about Drew. It was nice seeing Drew. And I and Drew was the best example of she understands what we do and she's okay with it, but she still has respect for for us if we see her in person. So yes. I, I wasn't sure. I have to say, though, Adam, I don't know if you noticed, when we were talking with Drew, both Todd, T- Todd Tucker, Candy's husband, and Ralph were looking at us.
1: No, were, I did. Looking
2: at, were looking at me. Hey, guys.
1: I did. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you know, when it, it was funny because you mentioned the Dubai ladies. And I know for a fact that, um, listen, these women are on a TV show. We talk about the show. We give criticism. We sway public opinion, and in a weird fucked up way, which is not exactly... We're not trying to sway public opinion, but we commentate on the shows, giving our perspective. And sometimes somebody might look at our perspective like, oh, wow, I didn't think of it like that. That's a great way to look at it. And they might kind of lean into that, right? So we're talking about you know, um, the Real Housewives of Dubai. And I noticed for a long time, it was Lisa Milan and Chanel Iann, who you undeniably had their back yet. You had never met them. Yeah. But then it was the rest of the women that you were a little bit more. Not as graceful with, like you were a little bit more kind of <laughs> <Critical>. like you <laughs> critical, like you're like, what's up, what's up? Like, let's kind of pick into them. Why did you lean more into Chanel Ayan
2: and Lisa Milan? Well, I think that goes with the entire audience. I feel like a large part of the Real Housewives of Dubai audience really loved their authentic friendship and connection. And I think I sensed that with them and and that played out on on screen. And you're seeing it play out right now when they're not all together. There are certain people that are consistently hanging out and showing true friendship. Yeah. And that's what I saw in both Elisa and Chanel. I didn't see that with the other ladies. I felt like a a lot of the other ladies were just sort of showing up and we're like, this doesn't feel real. Like it was a show. It was a show. And of course, and and really it
0: was right. I mean, just, just really quick, you know, like Lisa and Chanel did have a relationship before, whereas some of the other ladies were kind of cast into this group. Maybe some of them knew each other from, you know, the social scene or whatever, but I feel like those friendships have developed on the show and now are continuing
1: to develop into maybe season two. But I'm kind of wondering, and I know that this might be like, I don't want to compare the two, but I'm going to. So sorry for anyone who's listening who gets pissed. I apologize. Um, Vicky and Tamra. Vicky was an OG of the OC. She brought in Tamra and then Tamra kind of became more of a fan favorite. And I wonder how that power dynamic worked because from what we're hearing in the conversations that we have with some of our Dubai ladies, like Jason and I are good friends with all of the Dubai ladies. Um, so is Kempire. And I think that what you realize is that um, there are dynamics that we don't get to see that play out on screen um, or don't necessarily play out in this sense. And that would be the fact that Chanel Ayan reportedly like sucked up to Lisa Milan, kind of like was there for her, would do anything to be in her presence. And when I heard that, I was like, what? Chanel Ayan? But now that I see that she is blasted all over bravo and andy cohen is like she is the best housewife ever i'm like oh no she's definitely stepped out of the shadow she is i don't know if
0: she was was she sucking up to lisa milan though I, and I'm sorry, well, that's what they would say by. they would say that i know but or is that just being a friend because we talk about this all the time like it's give and take right like if you want a better friendship you have to give and then you should be able to receive that back and i felt like chanel was just being a friend
2: yeah, and I think Chanel really loves Lisa and looks up to Lisa and goes to Lisa for, you know, advice like that's a real friendship, unlike some of the other ladies. And I think with that all playing out during the season, the ladies wanted to make it say, oh, you're you're so up Lisa's butt. And look, during my review, I was like, yeah, it's a li- it's giving a little like, come on, come out of her out of her butt. But I feel like it's real. I think she really does revere and look up to Lisa, and w- especially navigating this new realm of fame that she's getting.
1: And I have to add on top of that, I feel like for Chanel Ayan, one thing that I respect and love about her is the fact that she has the ability to, if she asks a question or and doesn't necessarily know, and people look at her and they're like, are you dumb? Like, I do that all the time. And it's like you're asking a question or you don't necessarily understand the situation. And she's so vulnerable in that. And I think that that's something that you have to give to her. But I am hoping going into the new season of Real Housewives of Dubai that we don't have that same awkward um, line in the sand that's drawn between the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where we have like the Fox Fo 5 and then the rest of them. I hope in Dubai we can just like kind of come back together. Jason's like, shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. You don't want another Beverly Hills situation where you have like uh two friends on one side the rest on the other you know it's just it it's only going to work and i've heard a lot of people close to the dubai ladies tell them too it's only going to work if you guys are friends and you step up and you be the the different franchise where you're not grouping yourselves in in different sections and fighting all the time like yeah we have enough of that we don't need
2: that i don't feel like much has changed since they've stopped filming the only people that we're seeing really hang out with each other and spend time with each other like friends are Lisa and Chanel. The other ladies, they'll meet up at a, at a gala, but I don't see it happening. And I think that's the magic in Miami because they've known each other for such a long time. Are there deep friendships? Some are, but this is why I'm enjoying the new season of Miami is because they're all going to show up for Lisa Hochstein and... It's just magical. And I think we could get that same magic in Dubai because they have that amazing backdrop of Dubai and the UAE. But we just need real friendships.
0: And producers,
2: if you're watching, listening, we need to figure that out. And we can't force these ladies to be friends. But maybe we can bring on other people that will sort of bring it back together to replace the other people that aren't bringing it. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah.
0: What? Okay. So, just I want to get off Bravo so bad, but <laughs> do you think it that Real Housewives of Miami and and helping Lisa Hochstein through this does this really call for Leah Black to come back for a couple episodes?
2: I mean, I'm okay with Leah coming back. I I was rooting for Leah to come back last season just because I felt like they needed a, as Carlos King would say, a force multiplier, and I don't feel like they necessarily had it last season. Even though I enjoyed last season, but they need someone that's going to push some of these ladies that are just sort of just there and the friendships are cool but i'm okay with leah just making an appearance this season because i because i feel like everyone is showing up so far this season and they do have real things that they're dealing with like lisa's divorce and I'm actually yeah, making of okay. this season. Go figure.
0: Right. It's night and day. Yeah. Like the whole entire cast is night and day. All right. Well, I want to get into Kempire just a little bit because I know we could sit here and talk Housewives. Wives. Yeah. The Kempire
1: I'm, of it all. <laughs> I,
0: yeah. We could sit here for like hours, you know, and none of us would even know that we've been sitting here for that long. But I wanted to ask you and, and go back a little bit with you because you've had your podcast. You've had Kempire Radio. For a long time, you've interviewed the likes of Oprah and Brandy. What made you want to jump on YouTube and become a content creator? And more specifically, why entertainment?
2: Well, when I was doing Kempire Radio almost like 16, 17 years ago, and I've sort of done it consistently since then, and I took like a little bit of a break, you know, for, for like a few years while I was traveling... I've always talked about entertainment. I've always talked about celebrities. I've always interviewed celebrities. It was really focused, though, on music and actors and, and things like that. It really wasn't focused on reality. But reality, you know, it's is pretty new. But even back then, I, was, I interviewed Portia before she was Portia Williams, and it was just Portia Stewart. She was married to that man. So... <laughs> <laughs> Not that man. That man. Just Cordell. saying. But, you know, so it's always been there. But during the pandemic, I think like a lot of people, your home, I'm still working from home, you know, for the law firm. I was working for a law firm for like 15 years, but I was always still doing on the side entertainment related things. But I decided instead of just swiping through through TikToks, let me start creating some TikToks. And I say, OK, but what is my niche? What do I bring? I'm not going to start getting on TikTok and dancing. I, I mean, every once in a while. So <laughs> So I I started doing pop culture news. I was like, let me just start doing that. And that built quite a following. So I transferred what was happening on TikTok to the Kempire Daily channel that I always had because I used to have KempireDaily.com, which was the blog that covered, you know, entertainment and lifestyle and things like that. So I said, let me just start fresh because Kempire Radio was already established. I had, you know, all my interviews and things like that there. So I said, let me start fresh on Kempire Daily. And if you look at the early videos of Kempire Daily during the pandemic, I was trying a few different things along with, you know, reality TV and entertainment news. And it just started to build from there. And it's, it's also got to be interesting for you too, right? Like, yeah.
0: I mean, we're all into entertainment, but also when you're working at a law firm or whatever, I'm sure like this is a nice escape you don't have to yeah. focus on that that whole world of I don't know yeah. craziness. It's a yeah. different world of
1: craziness. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's yeah. Yeah. It's still like, you know, it's so funny is like when people tell us, um, oh, well, you talk about pop culture and like it can't be that hard. And it's like, no, are we sitting here like you know, like pounding nails into a roof and like building something for twelve hours a day in the heat? Absolutely not. But is it exhausting and tiring as hell? Yes. Yes, it is.
2: It can 100%. be, especially like reviewing the shows that we review. Too, it's hard to even sit and watch a show without. Oh, I have to take notes, or I have to. I know, I know, I have to talk about this show. And there are so many shows that come out that people want you to talk about. It's like, can I just enjoy a show? <laughs> no, that was you don't that get was that. My
0: next, that was my next question because like we struggle with this a lot, and and like Adam said, everyone thinks it's easy to be a content creator. And I think the more you build and the more you provide with your audience, you keep stepping up that. That expectation, that pedestal that you want to be on, but how much time do you take to work on content? And when is the time where you're like, okay, this is like the fifteenth show I've watched today. I I can't do this anymore. I need to put this down and like zen out.
2: Well, I was literally making a TikTok video at one o'clock in the morning last night, so. So I'm I'm always battling with that. So sometimes, like if I, if, you know, I just started going back to the gym and you know, getting to the gym, gym mode. Even though I used to work out at home, I was like that's not working for me. So getting outside of the house and being amongst people and signing off, just like you know, what I already did a video today, or I will get to a video tomorrow. It's really just saying the audience is waiting to hear my thoughts and not necessarily just want to hear the news. They can get the news from anywhere. Yeah, They want to hear my opinion. They will wait right. <laughs> when I come back from the gym. And of course, there are times where I prioritize, like, let me just do this before I go out or do anything, or let me make sure I do a couple of videos before I go out and you know run errands or whatnot. So it's really just making those boundaries for yourself because if you don't, your audience will run you ragged. And that's because they love you, but they don't realize that, you have other things that you should be doing or other things that, that you want to do. So I, I'm still, I'm still, I mean, Adam and I were having this conversation the other day. I'm still also trying to figure out boundaries and making time for things. Like When I, when I travel for, for the holidays, I probably will still put out things, but I'm also going to prioritize seeing the, the city that I'm in
0: absolutely i mean you
1: have we're like not disclosing to be a that balance. this is not an up and Atom exclusive they could or potentially a podcast but they
0: this city potentially it. could have a royal family or yes. a cartel we just we're going to the is, uk so. or mexico
2: <laughs> or sweden i have mentioned i have mentioned where i'm going oh, on okay. um on um on my podcast. so But I, I've stopped mentioning it. Just because here's the thing. I was just in Tennessee and everyone's like, do you got a boo in Tennessee? You keep going to Tennessee. No, I have friends and family in Tennessee. And then one person was like, are you with this particular guy in Tennessee? I'm like, first of all, they're in two different cities. And I'm like, no. So, And then you're probably noticing this as well, because people don't realize that being on YouTube, putting your face on YouTube really gets a lot of eyes on you. Yeah. It, it it you're not a celebrity. However, people do start to recognize your face when you're out in public. Yeah. So and they also are tracking what you're doing. I think also because of what we do when we talk about, you know, pop culture news. Yeah. So they're also just like, "Where are you? What are you doing? Who are you with? Who are you dating?" And I'm just like,
1: "No one you all the time." <laughs> we had this honestly, we just went through this the other day. We were um uh, meeting up with this girl who um we're going to make a part of the team, and while we were sitting there waiting, um jason and i were sitting at this kind of like bar high top table and all of a sudden this woman walks over and she's like oh my god the guy's off of youtube and we're like what and she's like do you live around here i live around here i live in this area oh my god where do you live what neighborhood and we're like oh we live around and she's like i know everywhere what neighborhood (laughs) what neighborhood like (laughs) yeah we're like uh okay well bye was, I do have to say,
0: most of the interactions awkward. that we have had have been kind of great. Yes. I mean, there are a few that it's like a little I mean, you're weird, very positive. But yeah. I mean, like, again, Adam is a very different person. He's like the same person, like what you said, that you met, but he's socially different. Like, he does not like social interactions. I get in awkward public. until like... So-
1: Guys, it's weird. It's like I have to feel comfortable in the situation. Like with Campfire, it was so easy and I felt comfortable and like obviously Jason, we've been together for 10 years, so like <laughs> that's like a different level of comfort. But it's like running it's around with you, I was kind of like, let's run around behind the scenes. Let's have fun. Let's you know, like it felt yeah. like we've known each other for a long time. Like yeah. we had little conversations and like little like just kind of talks and stuff amid everything, but it wasn't like, it wasn't a serious thing. We were just kind of like, we're at BravoCon. Let's have fun, yeah. you know? And yeah. let's just... And then Emily came in and she would pop in and pop out and I'm going here, I'm coming back. And you would see purple <laughs> hair like floating around and then she would be a part of us again. And we're like, we don't really know what the fuck is happening, but it's happening, so we're going to enjoy it.
2: That's kind of how it went. Emily was probably... because. I, I got to do her birth chart because because she's a Taurus like me. Yeah, but she is so socially like she she it can get around. And yeah, I'm like, wow. I have to see her birth chart because I like that because Taurus is and very probably like Cancer's too. Uh, we're not ones to be like oh out there like we would rather, rather be at home watching a, a show or you know relaxing. But she I like how she she can work a room. I'm like, all right.
1: All right. Oh, the Emily, whole time we were walking around and she had her phone on her stick, like this, <laughs> and it was like this. And she would have her phone on her stick, and she's like, um, somebody would walk up and be like, Oh my god, I know you, Emily. And she'd be like, Emily D. Baker, yes, I am. Hi, how are you? And I'm like, This is so But she owned it. And then she would ask them, she'd be like, they'd be like, I love you. She'd be like, What are you watching right now? What are you most interested in? And she would like do R and D. And I'm like, she had
0: questions. Yeah. She wanted to see what people were most interested in seeing yeah. from her. And I thought that was so interesting.
1: Like, I thought just would be great. ready for that. I'd be like, I hey, mean, how are you? Great. Cool. I, I, I mean, I was kind of like, eh. <laughs> like somebody <laughs> would walk up and be like, Adam.
2: You're a great butt backstage with those Bravo Lebrities.
1: No, with the Bravo Lebs, I'm, I'm cool with. I feel like it's like I'm in my realm. I don't <laughs> feel like it's like an awkward, not in my realm, like in a weird, Like, I feel like I deserve to be there. I just feel like it was like super easy to kind of like navigate. But when somebody walks up and they go, Adam, I'm like, please don't punch me. (laughs) Did I do something? I I'm
2: nervous. Love at BravoCon. I think I've said this before and I know it sounds corny, but the best part for me at BravoCon was meeting people that watch the content. Because they were just so lovely. I I really wasn't even, I wasn't concerned about, you know, people that watch the content. I was more concerned about the Bravo It's like, wait a minute. Oh Oh, yeah, it's so funny how you had like
1: two moments where you were like a little bit like, and I and I was just dumbfounded. Like Kempire, come over here, and you're like, "Fuck off!"
0: I'm not not going. After being at BravoCon this year, though, looking at the future of Bravo and just seeing. I was so shocked to see how much fandom there is. I mean, we know there's fandom like just watching TV, but actual fandom where people show up. It's like being at the Super Bowl or an awards show. Every time someone comes out of backstage or is doing an interview, the crowd goes crazy. You see them heard from one side of the convention center to the next. It's it's insane. Do you think that being there, you saw a different side of Bravo where you're like, because we always talk about how long is Housewives going to last? How long is Bravo going to keep this like reality shtick going? But then when I was at Bravo, kind of like, there are a lot of hardcore fans. Did it change your mind in any way, just being there? Oh, without a doubt.
2: I I think for, for the first time you, in reality, see the power that Bravo actually brings to the table when it comes to viewership, despite viewership being down, I think viewership on all networks are down, Mm -hmm. but Bravo and the fact that they decided to create this whole, you know, convention with people that can see each other, I think is pretty incredible. Um, and it's in pretty incredible for us because I think us being there and seeing, oh, because we talk about these shows, it also brings a level of attention to what we do, if, even if it's not Bravo related. And I'm sure you've right. seen that with the podcast as well. Now you bring, you know, your fans from from YouTube and people that watch you on other platforms to the podcast.
1: You know, I have to kind of piggyback off of this real quick, because it's so interesting to me that campire and I and some of like, DJ Richie Sky, some of our favorite content creators. Like I saw one of my favorite um, people who we met and he came to our Spilling Tea Live tour. Um, His name is Steve from Faces by Bravo. Has a full job as a nurse. Um, What? Yes. It's a pediatric hospital, right? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. works with one of our friends, yeah. Yeah, works with one of our friends, but he's like full full job as like total nurse. And then they invited him to BravoCon to... Um, moderate. Monitor, moder- moderate.
2: Moderate. Yeah.
1: Moderate. And they invited him to moderate, and I was like, what? But listen, I love that for him, but I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, we have these massive followings, and I don't know if you put in, I know that... Um Richie put in. I know that a few other people that we know put in. I asked about it and they said, listen, um, no. Oh. (laughs) Like they didn't say they didn't say no like that direct, but they were just like, you know, we have um we get due to like being so inundated with requests from um, press and stuff like that. Like we just don't have the space.
0: Well, at first and it I was the like, moderation. It was a no. And then it's like, but we have press passes for you. And then I think oh. after you did the Jen interview, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. So we have so much press coming.
1: They that, took my press um, passes. They said, really yeah. really <laughs> they said, listen, they said I- I to me. I think she snuck in. I really don't <laughs> think she... I, they said to I me, really... they said, hey, are you thirsty? Here's a nice cold glass to go fuck yourself. Because that's what you're getting. And you are not coming to BravoCon for press anything.
2: Press well, this, say, bitch. A lot of the fans were very, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of them were saying to me that they were surprised that more of us weren't moderating. And some of the people that were moderating, no shade to them, because I met, you know, we met one backstage, Gia Peppers, who was fantastic when she was yeah. doing Potomac Ladies. Mm-hmm. But there were some of them who we were like, who's that? Why that? Well, a lot of it's also the knowledge
1: too, right? It's us weekly and um, page six, but they have the knowledge. It's their job. But I still like what Kempire said. Like we do R and D. They have the knowledge, but somebody is telling them what they can and can't do. Nobody tells us what the fuck to do. We just like do it. So if we ask community polls, we I know that's the problem. It's like we get the information and we're not necessarily asking. Like I, this is your network. Is this, is it bad? Is it good? Is it, we're like, we don't give a
0: fuck. You know, but sometimes I think there was a, one in particular, one, not even the panel, it was like kind of where they had those uh, interviews out in the open where they would have like a couple of people at a time. There was someone Teddy. specifically, no, Teddy wasn't interviewing.
1: Was she being interviewed? Oh, she was interviewing um Kathy. Well, she was trying to interview Kathy Hilton and other people. Uh, yeah. No,
0: you know, just I was on a stage, though. Yeah, And you had like one of the the moderators and they kind of knew a little bit, but they were confused about a few people. And I was like, this is insane because the fans will eat you apart. They know more than you do. Mm-hmm. So I, I was confused. I'm like, why are you the one they chose to moderate the specific panel? No, Teddy was running around trying to give people $100 bills to do a podcast. Uh, like, uh, are
2: you serious?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, he's shady as hell.
0: I listen. Would've, I wouldn't shocked. you could, you could one T in a pod that podcast and it would be fine without the other.
1: You know? It wouldn't be a pod, you dickhead. <laughs> if no, we just it, it yeah, one one just a P. I'm gonna need you guys to get along. You're about to get married. <laughs> it's just a T. No, this is our love language. Oh my god. It's confusing.
2: You Not should see how it translate in, it.
1: Yeah, it translates into the bedroom like Oh, good lord. Can we no, talk about
2: is, how you were picking up bedroom candy? First of all, congratulations to oh, the candies. They're celebrating 10 years of uh bedroom candy.
1: Oh, thank you. Wait, are you gonna be. put me on blast for picking up bedroom
2: candy? Pretty much. I mean I got multiple I got, items.
1: I got Hold two on. items, guys. I have one that you put on your PP and you put like this lubricant. Oh my and, god. And then you you just Go it up and down the PP. You don't have the it, motion.
0: You don't have to do the motion. Oh,
1: motion. Sorry. Um, and it has like this vibrator thing, which was wild. But Jason and I really did not like it, just to be fair, if we're reviewing bedroom candy. And then the second one was this like little claw thing. And you use your imagination. Loved that. So Good there was and one that we didn't. Is- one that we did.
0: I thought he was joking, right? And then he's like buying stuff. And then we get packages. I know. But then we get packages at our door. And I'm like, oh, what is this? And I'm opening this in front of like my mom. I'm like, what the hell is this? I feel like you went to that open bar for too long and you just were like, I need need a, what is that called? I need a a souvenir from Bravo. No,
1: we met Candy behind the scenes. And I said, I'm going to support and I'm going to buy bedroom Candy. And then also like we were staying in a hotel room for three, four nights with your cousin. And I was like, Oh, when we get home, it's time for some bedroom candy. Oh, oh we're going to play. Hey, listen, if that's it's, not if a it's, bad thing. You're 40. I'm 30. If we're the about interest to get has last,
0: lasted, you know, 10 years, then I guess we're good. I do have to yeah. say, so the last time that you, me, and Kempire were on a podcast together, it was on Kempire's show. Yeah. And he was doing a Pride episode, and he had us on talking about our relationship, which we really appreciate and appreciated having that conversation because it was so fun and and you you let it so well. But at the same time, we've had so many people reach out to us because of that episode. And I'm talking about even recently. So it was, it was really fun to talk about because I feel like, I don't know. You know, we were just having this conversation yesterday. I feel because we're gay, you get lumped into like everyone else's stuff, Shit. Yeah. you know? So I think it's important for people to hear different stories. So, you know, I also
1: feel like, too, we've had a lot of people who have been like a little, I think that when you come on a platform like this, like Kempire said, um, you have people who might be a little bit too invested into what you have going on because you're investing yourself, um, yourself into like these different people or whatever. And then people invest themselves into you because they watch and listen to you um, over and over again. And it was so funny and comical to me because Jason and I, we had a few people, just subscribers and other people, who reached out and said that we have to have a fake relationship. We've been together for nine years. We have a fake relationship, and I'm like, "Bitch, do you know how fucking much it takes to get do you know nine how hard years? it is to be fake for nine years? Do you know how hard it is <laughs> in to three fucking countries?" In five cities, do you know four animals? (laughs) Like, you're lucky I haven't caught a homicide charge, let alone you're saying that I'm faking something for nine years. (laughs)
2: That's interesting. Why would they think it's fake? What would be the point?
1: It's Jason's face, it's something about his face. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if it's not me. Mm. Oh, god.
2: That's yeah, it's a fake relationship for nine years, especially in in the gay world. Because I already, I said this term when I was interviewing you guys. I said for how, forever how long you guys have been together. That is tremendous in the gay community. It's really like fifty years.
1: Yeah, it's like fifty. Oh, it feels like fucking a hundred. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, it's like all of the
0: years. Well, also, you know, the reason we wanted to have you on today, because this episode we're airing this on Tuesday, is tomorrow we're getting married. And so we thought that it would be great to have you on because, you know, we did your podcast and you talked about the relationship and kind of let us open up and have a conversation. So that's why we brought you on. And it's Christmas and we know how much you love this holiday and how much we love this holiday. So we thought it would be appropriate.
1: I didn't realize that Kempire was our last guest before we get married. You're our last single guest. Wait, that's
2: wait the single part. Wait, well, because single we're single,
1: part? we're single right now. That's what I meant. It's not like you're single. We're not <laughs> I meant, single. I meant, wait. well, we're like we're what? not married. What's that a. laugh? That just wherever nice the laugh. wherever the shovel is, I'm just gonna bury myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's all of
2: it. Wait, the, I take it back. Officiate the wedding? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, listen, we had a few people who wanted to officiate the wedding. Actually, I did a poll. We had Jin Shaw who was like, "Come get married over here at Shaw wherever." Um, chalet we had emily d baker who said come to nashville we had kelly dodd and rick leventhal who said come to orange county motherfucker we're gonna get married and i was like i don't know about that and then now we have kimpire so <laughs> that's where we're at well
2: it wouldn't be legal if i did it
0: um, <laughs> i don't think it'd be legal if any of them did it maybe only, just only uh,
1: yeah just emily <laughs> i just
2: think emily. emily should do it
1: <laughs> Listen, just out of this
0: crazy year, because I do, I just have like a couple questions. I really want to know these answers mm-hmm. out of this whole year, 2022, because it's been, it's been kind of transitional, you know, coming from the the pandemic where it was, a, you know, 2021 was really hard yeah. and it was nice to have, to to meet people like you or other people we collaborate with that we could be online, that we could have great conversations and at the same time provide amazing content for other people to watch and join in on. But 2022, it's been better. But what is the craziest thing you've covered this year? Craziest story, just one. Oh my, craziest gosh. story. Because there has worry. been a lot.
2: Yeah, because I'm like, oh my god, that's a good question. Mm. The craziest story. Okay, well, I don't know. If one I'm- that made you think, like, you know, what the fuck? Like, I- what just happened? <laughs> I have to say the, and it's a recent story. I mean, I'm sure there are crazier stories, but this story about Shonquella Robinson. I don't know if you guys have heard about the story. Yeah. That story to me has been the most insane, and in the fact that we still don't necessarily have justice for her passing—that it's probably the craziest and the the most gut wrenching story, along also with Twitch taking his life um, this past week. So those stories—I know they're the most recent, but those are the ones that stick out in my mind. I'm sure there are other crazy stories because you know in, in pop culture news it it, go, it runs the gambit. But the Shinkola Robinson story and how that all played out with her quote friends it's scary it's scary um and i I can see why you know especially women find it so hard to travel by themselves or to travel with your associates or friends that's such a sad story for for that to happen and i hope that they find justice in 2023 for for her and her family
1: yeah Uh, that's and you know like on top of that what you said about twitch too it's like so weird because you see the videos of him dancing with his family and like he looks so happy right but then it just kind of goes to show you have no idea what somebody never is know what's actually going dealing through. with yeah yeah, yeah. so you know what, you, what you know what i don't
2: like Section people be mindful of what you say on social media because really? you never know that might be the thing that you know tick somebody off for that day you just don't know and i get it what we do sometimes we might tick off people by things that we say on our platforms but i don't think that we any of us are intentionally malicious some no. people on the social media are intentionally malicious.
1: Yeah. And I, I also think that too it's like what Kempire said he's like pretty much piss off and stop being so aggressive in the comments you assholes.
0: <laughs> That's all. Um I do have to say you know with with the Twitch situation it 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 really we know people who worked on the Ellen show and just hearing their stories flood through social media and sharing photos and and stuff like that it's been ah it's so sad and heartbreaking i was scrolling through social media and speaking of social media and salacious you know content and stuff i was going through page six and it almost seems and a lot of the comments are like please stop posting about twitch because they're looking for something what Mm -hmm. was it why did he really do it it's like why don't you leave them alone because again we don't know what someone's going through. They're looking a for a big figure. media story. Yeah, but you know what I mean? They're it, not going to leave them alone.
1: Figure. You're a public
0: figure. I mean, I this, get it. I, I, the I, way I, they're, I, they're going out, at, uh, they're, the way they're going at it is a little ridiculous to me. It's
1: ridiculous, but... They, they had a, a photo they of Diana. a producer.
0: They had a photo of a producer, but, you know, I'm talking the post. We know what happened to Diana, right? So here, we don't know what happened. Now the guy... It, it, it's sad is not here to defend himself his family is going through but they're going so to much sensationalize
1: right every headline and make they're picking
0: photos of like a producer giving a speech and you see twitch in the background and like w- what was happening here and it's like come on stop looking for it guys stop uh, looking if, if they want to share if the family wants to share they will it's the same it's with, a money with, grab it is a money grab
1: it's a money grab i don't know
2: and it's unfortunate because we're not going to be able to change what the media does. And one of the videos when I was covering the Twitch uh, situation, I was just reminding people in the comment section, look, I get it. You all have your conspiracy theories, but th- let's not do that in the comment section because you just never know who is watching these videos, friends, family, things like that. And then come to find out quite a few of his friends and family were in my comment section. Wow. So I was just reminding and people are going to do what they want to do regardless, no matter if you give a disclaimer about let's not let's, let's save the conspiracy theories. There are people mourning and really hurt by all of this news. But I get why, you know, page six and these other media outlets, this, they're going to do that. Nothing that we say we can consis- consistently say it and we're going to continue to say it have a little bit more sensitivity when covering, covering these types of stories, but they're not going to change because they know that their audience wants to see all of these stories. Because if we were not watching and reading these things, they would stop doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. That is very true. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, to cap this off, Kimpire, by asking you a question
1: uh-oh jesus questions. christ vampire, you're doomed because huh? <laughs> <laughs> we know
0: you're a busy guy you got a lot going on
2: i have not so, but you guys have me so feel free <laughs> okay good because i have I actually
0: have two questions for you but my first question is because we cover so much tv so much reality what are your two favorite shows one that is scripted and one that is reality
2: well as soon as you said scripted i thought the crown even though i haven't watched the latest season Oh, oh, I liked the latest season. It was so good. Was it? I haven't watched it yet. I just uh, and, the, and the
0: actress movie. who plays Diana is really good.
1: She's like, on point. I feel like I'm watching Diana. Oh, we're taking over right now, but Kempire, you have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, that's the first thing that jumped to mind. However, I just was talking about Riches on Amazon Prime, which is a UK show. So good, a very easy watch. It's only six episodes, hour long episodes, but so so good. I really en- I'm enjoying that. Back to Netflix though, I was watching Dead to Me, which is sort of a little bit of um, mystery but also comedy, and with uh, Christina Applegate. So those are my scripted reality wise. Oh my gosh, because we cover so much reality, it's hard to pick like a favorite. What's the right. one you
0: enjoy? You in when you sit back and you're like, oh, I'm glad this is on. Not like ah. Uh, it's worth to sit through this episode.
2: <laughs> well, right now, I'm sure I'm. I can't think of you know some of the things that we've covered over the, like the last year. But right now, I'm enjoying Real Housewives of Miami.
1: I knew you were going to say that, and I was going to say the same thing. Like <laughs> that is the one that I can sit back and like
2: <sighs> and enjoy. Why yes. do you think that though? Why do you think that you you feel that way?
1: Um, because I
2: feel like there's two real like main
1: storyline so it's so easy to follow and then also be able to talk about and it's not like there's like 500 moving parts like i don't need to worry about what karen's going on like what's happening with her and ray huger and candace and chris but then giselle's over here stirring up shit but then the pastor is back is robin getting married or is she not getting married is this another part of her storyline that's been playing out for 500 seasons michael darby's out of the mix so now are we attacking and targeting chris Bassett. And then Ashley Darby's pretending like she can't live life without Michael Darby, which is like saying that you couldn't live life with like the Grim Reaper. And I don't necessarily <laughs> understand that. So there's a ton of shit playing out. And then the Sharice of it all, I'm just like, my mind is like, squirrel. And then Miami, I'm like, I don't give a shit about your chickens or your goats. I think it's And I know you're asking, let's talk about the divorce.
0: Said, it's what you said earlier. It's, they have authentic relationships. I mean, you look yeah. at you have photos of Marisol and Alexia going back 22 years. You know, Lisa has been friends with all of them for a very long time. I mean, they know each other. They are Miami. They've been in Miami. They're not new to the city. They're they're known in the city. And it just makes for a good show. And I think what they did was they took notes from last season. And they're like, oh, okay, we're back on the air. But shit, next season, we have to bring it. And they we are have to bring bringing it. it. It is night, night and day.
2: Are you guys mm. watching Love Without Borders on Bravo from the Love is Blind? Episode? No. Um, Jason is.
1: Or
0: are you no, not? no, I started to watch a little bit of it and I'm like, this is good. Like, this yeah. is actually good. And I, I started watching it because I think you tweeted something about it. And you were like, this is actually good. I'm like, well, if he thinks it's good, we're usually pretty on par with what's good and what's not good. So I'm going to give it a try. But yeah, I have I'm to catch up.
2: Fiancé in its heyday, but it's a little different. I like it so far, though. Do you think they'll have another season? or? I mean, possibly. The ratings aren't terrible. So I, I can like, see them doing it again. But as you know, after you do one season, it starts becoming a little too automatic and then it doesn't feel real anymore. Yeah, That's why right. I kind of like the, the new season. That's why I like limited series. But I like it so far. It really kind of gives me 90 Day Fiance, but a little bit different.
1: I feel like it, Real Girlfriends of Paris is going to be... Did you watch uh, that? I never watched Yes. That. I watched like two episodes and then I was like,
0: Ugh. no one's Parisian. So that's, you know, it's, it, it's fun to watch expats though. Right. In, yeah. in a different, I thought it would be interesting, but it's really the only thing that was interesting for me anyway, in my opinion from that show was the B roll of Paris.
2: Um, it was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. beautiful. I never watched it. And based off of everyone's reaction to it, I'm like, I guess I don't have to. Eh. that's a good way listen that's a good way to look at it that's if you're bored way. on the
0: plane and you have some episodes that you can watch like maybe
1: yeah when you're headed over
0: what to you go be to meet watch? a
1: prince or princess in the oh, princess. in the cartel going, I mean, you might meet a princess and she might just like swoo you you never know you have to be open or the cartel does she identify as a princess oh, okay that's different and, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's different I'm, I'm done. I'm <laughs> all right. Done. I wanted,
0: I wanted to ask this question because I know you're so in love with Christmas. It is it is our favorite holiday. And we have a tradition that we do every year. We've been doing it in my family for like years and it's, it's just silly. We used to come home from my grandmother's house or one of my grandparents' house on Christmas Eve and we got to open one present and all the family had a present. So we had to go find it, you know, cause Santa hasn't come yet. This is from the family and it was all like matching pajamas. And like it just carried on for years and years and years. So Christmas Eve, we all had matching pajamas, we all wore them to bed. We all woke up and so then So was the, the excitement after
1: like 10 years of knowing it's matching pajamas, just like wondering <laughs> no, what no, the I don't know what it was. was.
0: As a kid, I never knew that was a pattern. Like oh. now looking back, I'm like, oh, this was a nice tradition, but I didn't know it was like I was like, God, I wonder what I got this year. It's <laughs> like, oh, pajamas. <laughs> but as like a young time. as a young gay kid, you can appreciate fashion. And they were always like extravagant you know what I mean they're always like fun Christmas pajamas and I'm like ooh, this will look good on me I love red, <laughs> so this yes. is great but Kempire what is one tradition that you have every year something you do maybe with your family for yourself or for for the holidays for Christmas specifically
2: well I grew up as Jehovah's Witness so I didn't celebrate Christmas until I moved out of my parents home
1: I keep forgetting are they that. still
2: Jehovah's Witnesses yes they are <laughs> oh. so uh, when they see all of this they're like blasphemy your whole your whole family <laughs> my entire well the, the good majority like, my siblings aren't um Jehovah's witnesses so they you know celebrate in their own way but they don't celebrate like i do um so mm-hmm. there really are no traditions until i created my own traditions and one one of the con- traditions that i have is traveling during the holidays of course the last couple of years i wasn't able to do it because of the pandemic but my my last trip before the pandemic was for Christmas and New Year's Eve, and I spent it in Paris. Wow, your life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, life.
1: Yeah, I've
0: never been to Paris in in, in um, like the holidays, but I know just like London, even Japan, actually, because we were just at Adam's family's, and I I won't give too much away, but one of his <laughs> sisters has a boyfriend who's, they're very, or he is very religious, not his family, but in this one religion where they can't celebrate anything, it's it's all awful. And Adam's <laughs> sister has a daughter with him, and she wants to celebrate Christmas and wants to have that, those same traditions and kind of, you know, bring her up like that. And he's like, no, no, it's bad. And I try to explain to him, I'm like, Christmas is like, it can be religious, but it also cannot be. Because I remember living in Japan, Christmas in Japan was like a thing. Not everyone knew what it was, but it was just like lights, music, fun, you know, happiness. It can bring that spirit of just like, you know.
2: So I should go to Japan next year for my uh, Christmas celebration. At,
0: Japan, that's I mean, exactly it. it. Yes. It's actually great that time of year
2: too.
1: Yes. That is the no point. Did. You are going to meet your Prince Charming in Japan.
2: I mean, I'm open to anything. I know. That's the a must. Do you guys have traditions? Do you exchange like um, like pajamas? Do you guys have like your Christmas pajamas? Um,
1: we have this year. Uh, my brother just left after like five days. Um, he came and spent Christmas with us. We had a blast. And then we have Jason's mom coming in for Christmas. But we're going to do the Christmas pajamas on Christmas Eve. And then we have my aunt and uncle's house that we go over and they do like a big Christmas Eve party where we do um, white elephant. Do you know what that is? Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you like exchange the gift and we have a 50 dollar um minimum this year so the gifts are supposed to be minimum just, or maximum minimum max
0: oh is no, it minimum minimum it's minimum I it was like around that for everything because no, what no, happened no. last year last year it was the all white gift elephant cards thing. and alcohol so they right, were like we no. did the the white elephant thing but then we bought presents for everyone else too so it was like okay we're only doing white elephant yeah, Because it got, it got pretty damn expensive last year. I was like, we have yeah, presents but then for like 20 people.
1: Last year too, like they incorporated like little like sign things or like notes. Like if you pick this gift, it might have a note on the top of it that says like, okay, you either have to take three shots or you jump in the pool naked. And it's like, what? So you just like pick and it was kind of, it was fun. So we have like that, that is now like a part of the tradition. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then on top of that, um, this year since we're going to be moving, I think we're moving on like the 25th of January, 26th, one of those dates, our place, our home closes and we have to start like rebuilding the studio and we're oh, bringing on like a new member of the team. We just decided we might give each other like two gifts and that's nice. really focus on like the furniture and stuff. But next year we want to travel with marriage. Are you guys registered? Year? Registered what? <laughs> for like, for your wedding. Oh no. yeah, you yeah. Know, they said to it, us, they said, "Do you put your hand up and say that you swear that you weren't forced here?" And I was like, "I don't fucking know about that, to be honest." I, don't know I, I might have been forced. For whatever, to be we wanted here to. Too. I mean, like, really wanted two. to do
0: something like for ourselves, you know, and just because we have been together for so long. And put your hand down, girl. I'm just
1: saying, I might not have. I might not have been here on my own free will, and I might have been forced. I don't fucking know. Just saying. That's all.
2: You were not forced.
1: I could have been <laughs> not forced.
0: forced no you know we wanted to do something for ourselves by ourselves because i think when we got engaged it was like a big hoorah and it was fun but like we wanted to keep it small and i think we're going to celebrate sometime in the spring where everyone is involved but i think too with just some of the weddings we've been to lately we talked about this on the last podcast we watch you know the, the like a lot of money fly out the window Like lots and lots of money. And Adam only speaks dollars. So like if dollars are depleting outside of his account, he's like, no. Yeah, I'm not pissing
1: out $100 bills. Like when I see some of these people and they're like, you get steak and lobster. And oh my God, the cigar bar. And we're getting married on the... um." that area where the yachts come by and this is so pretty. And then you see the bill and it's $40,000. I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? I could take that $40,000. I can put it as a down payment on a second house. I can make that a passive income income real estate property.
2: Yeah, but, look, memories are priceless. Oh,
1: fuck. I don't remember oh. shit. So, I don't care about so, that. Yeah, some memories. It's not I, priceless I, to Listen,
0: me. we were also taking the advice of, like, my cousin or my my friend. They're the, mo- the two most memorable weddings I've ever been to. And they both have said, I wish I did something smaller. Not mm. really spend all that money. Like, it was great, but it wasn't, like... And I think it's... People get really excited for the wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not really the marriage, you mm. know, sometimes.
1: So, wow, I, I think
2: yeah okay so what is this wedding or what is this wedding going to look like tomorrow
1: oh it's gonna look like this um (laughs) (laughs) hey what's up do you say i do you like one homosexual man jason barrett and then jason homosexual man number one is going to say i do and then homosexual man number two that's me Uh, they're gonna be like do you say i do and i'm gonna be like i did motherfucker Like I already said it. So then it's going to go back. I do. I did. I did. I do. And then after that, we're going to sign a waiver. And then Jason and I are going to go enjoy life like we have for the last 10 years, but without the courtship and the weird awkwardness of it all. But we get to make it legit. That way nobody feels like they get to come in and say one, that we're in a fake relationship. And two, we are not
0: I mean, the way you
1: describe it, I can see why people might think it's a fake relationship. (laughs) No, it's I do and I did. I did and I do. What do you mean? It's not a fake relationship. If I don't give a shit, like, I don't care about the the awkwardness of like, I feel like going to get married is like going to the DMV. And it's not exciting to me. The whole concept (laughs) of like, You have to get a license. Yeah, you have to have a person sit in front of you and they're like, Do you? I'm like, I don't even fucking know who you are. I don't know your name. Why are you asking me? I don't know you. Like, I would rather have a subscriber ask me, but I don't have that option. (laughs) So instead, I have to sit there with like the bishop, and the bishop is going to ask me, Is it a bishop? The bishop? I'm about to say,
2: Like, where are you going to get married? (laughs) I know. Like, is it
1: not a bishop?
0: No, no, it's not a bishop. Oh, it's a clerk. Like, it's someone who works for the court.
1: That's even worse. I don't want the <laughs> clerk. I don't want the clerk asking, asking me. <laughs> I just, I know, I know what's happening. But listen, at the end of the day, it's the formality of it all. I always knew that I was going to be with Jason for the rest of my life. That wasn't a question. Like, it wasn't the question of like, we will be together. It's more so the awkwardness because I hate being put on the spot. I get to hide behind a camera and I'm talking to millions of people. I get that. That's different. But like putting yourself in front of people or like a clerk being like, I'm sorry, Mr. Barrett, do you say I do? And I, and he's like, I do. And then Mr. Newell, do you say I do? I did. And then it's like, that's so awkward to me. When did I get this Southern accent? Like, we're right, we're, we're, we're old, I don't know. hey, yeah, I'm going to marry this man right now. I quit. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't like being put on the spot. I think well, that I this have is, to say, I think you know, this goes
0: back to you like the social awkwardness, Jesus like I the quit. not adam on youtube he can just he lets everything out because he's talking to people he you know what i mean but in person adam gets kind of he goes into his shell like a cancer <laughs> you know so i don't think he wants the performance i didn't go to my of show of with Kempire, walking just like down an, a- an aisle oh yeah well girl that open bar helped you come out of your shell real well <laughs> so i can <laughs> <laughs>
2: I hate everyone. In well, this this panel the is right going to be small. What about the honeymoon? Have we talked about a honeymoon? I know. This oh, is we're great, going a to questions.
1: Yes, we're going to next year. We're going to London, Dubai, and Greece.
0: Oh, yeah, it's all on the agenda. I heard yeah. you might be joining us in Greece, or did
1: I possibly come? Oh, <laughs> Wait, oh, I did <laughs> not know. I'm not the one either, who's supposed to get hey, the invitation. Let's have fun. <laughs> We can get in our best Speedos, Kempire, and we can walk around and we can play um, White Lotus on the Greek. I
2: have not watched Beaches. White Lotus
1: yet. What the hell? Kempire, is- I mean, White Lotus. Show, but- oh it's my a good- God, Amazing. you'll love it.
0: You'll love two it. seasons. You will love yes. it. There's and two
2: what
1: app? Somebody always HBO dies. HBO Max. I'll send you my login. No, Some- I have HBO Max. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Somebody always dies, Kempire, and it's not going to be either one
2: of us. Oh my gosh. Cuz I've seen all the jokes about White Lotus and I'm like, what in the hell is this and where can no. I watch it? It's so It was good. so funny when Candace from The Real Housewives
0: of Potomac when she posted that. I'm like, are people not watching this? Is it just us? It's it's amazing. It's it's so well written. It, the mm-hmm. cinematography is amazing and wow. the first season takes place in Hawaii, the second season takes place in Sicily and the White Lotus is a hotel and they have many locations and it takes you for like twists and turns and it's 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 very satire. It's 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 great.
2: Wow. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to have to add that to the longest highest recommendation long I have right now. Okay, so I will have to prioritize that one.
1: Prioritize, wow. yes. But Jason, I feel like Kempire has things to do. He has a whole life. He's a an life. guy. Yes, Kempire, we're before an hour we go,
0: in. I know people already know who you are, especially if they're listening to this episode or watching us on YouTube. But because we also have, guys, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash podcast, where we're putting all of the episodes, putting some new content up and stuff. But where can people find you if they already don't know where to go? What? You just said that so
1: backwards. <laughs> I, oh, yeah.
2: I, I understood. understood.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kempire, where can they find you?
2: Well, they can find me on TikTok, at the Kempire, Twitter, at the Kempire. Of course, on YouTube, Kempire on YouTube and Kempire Radio on YouTube, the podcast, all of those places. You put in Kempire, I'm probably going to show up, thankfully. Yeah, definitely. Sorry. (laughs) She's
1: tired over here. If you put in Adam, (laughs) they're probably going to show you somebody with an apple and a diaper and say like the first man. I was not the first man. And to be fair, I don't even like that they assume that I identify that way. Oh. (laughs) Just saying.
0: Okay, princess. I don't. don't even know what to say, princess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, Kimpyre might be considered a princess after this. This
2: we never know. Vacation. Um, we never know. We'll figure out titles later because you know that's a big oh. bone of contention right now with the royal family. Okay. I, I would like to be a duchess. I was about to say, uh, would you be of, a duke or would Sussex. you be
1: a duchess?
2: Well, if they, <laughs> they give us that
1: title, then I'll take it. <laughs> can you can you imagine? All of a sudden, we see like. The Royal News, the Royal Experts, Prince William has left Kate Middleton for <laughs> at the Kempire. What? <laughs> not at the Kempire. Yeah, at the Kempire. At
2: the Kempire. I yeah. really feel like that's what the issue is with Meghan. People people don't like Meghan. Well, not everyone. Everyone has different reasons, but there is a sector of folks that really believe, men included, that they could have been in Meghan's shoes and they would have been with Prince Harry. And I'm like, probably not. <laughs> hmm
1: no i don't think so. i like megan for harry i don't want to i can't dispute that i like her for harry i like harry for her and honestly who cares if he left the royal family at the end of the day he knew he wasn't like the next in line it wasn't his royal well duties. you
0: tweeted something that i thought was was really interesting you tweeted something like well if it wasn't megan eventually someone would have left the royal family you know it, if it's not going to be her it's going to be someone else and i do agree with that and i think you know they got their 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 deals and they did their stuff, but I think it's time for them to like. They wanted privacy, you know, and I really yeah. want them to. I think everyone wants right now for them to be happy, yeah, and just not deal with that. But it, it almost seems like this is bringing up some shit. This documentary,
1: yeah, but you know? he said you have to close one chapter before you can move on to the next, and this is Which, them closing listen, it.
2: Listen, I agree with that. Well, here's the thing with the the whole, you know, and I know we were leaving. So I don't know. No, I know we always do this. So, <laughs> <laughs> but. Here's the thing with that. In regards to, to my tweet, I know that they're not the first to you know make waves within the royal family. They're definitely not the first. Because look at um, King Charles and Camilla. That yeah, okay. that whole situation, by their standards, should never have happened. Yeah, so they're not the first, and they will not be the last. But it took a lot. Because even Princess Diana, she she shook up the royal family with some of the things that she did while she was alive. Mm-hmm. So I also believe, though, with this whole situation with Prince Harry and Meghan. Even if they were were to give up their titles and not to talk about the royal family anymore, people would still be very much obsessed with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Titles or no titles. Them living in the UK, not living in the UK. They are still going to be obsessed with them. Even if they didn't do this documentary or this book, they would still be obsessed with Meghan and Harry because they're far more interesting than Prince William and Kate Middleton. Sorry. That's, hey, I mean, you're not wrong. That is true. That's a very valid point. I didn't think about that. People
0: would still be interested because they're connected to literally the the Royals were like
1: bigger than any A list celebrity, you know? Like it's, hey, you told Kempire he gets to go. So you honor that (laughs) commitment. You honor that and let him know that he gets all right guys well we will love you and leave you kempire
0: and everyone else thank you for joining us today on this episode of hot messy podcast don't forget to head on over to apple or spotify wherever you get your podcast and follow us so you don't miss an episode especially if we have kempire on again you don't want to miss that you have to go follow us everyone have a great week and next time we'll be on this podcast adam and i will be married so oh shit sorry adam
1: here we go (laughs) bye guys love you Um,